Alrighty, so hi everyone. Welcome to episode three of um, Technically Managing. It's from Zach because he doesn't have his camera on. I don't know if you guys lost me just now. I just lost you for a second. Um, you're good now though. Okay, what was the last thing you heard from me? Uh, welcome to like Technically Managing. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that okay. was like the way it came through. Right, we're good now though. Okay. okay. So are we ready for my camera reveal? So yes. Okay. So um, right now, uh, the day that we're recording is St. Patty's Day. So I put together a little outfit in the spirit of this. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this no. is my St. Patrick's Day outfit. Uh, do you Happy have St. Patrick's Day, everyone. What'd you say? Do you have a drink with you? Oh, look at the No, bracelet. it's 9 a.m. <laughs> What'd you say? Look at your bracelet. I know my little bracelet here. Oh I gotta turn this God. off. But... <laughs> so uh, I cannot see with these glasses on. I might need to take it off. Okay. So this morning, just for the like for the audience, if I seem a little like all over the place, my morning has literally been like I woke up. I'm like, okay, it's podcast day. We gotta get ready. I'll go get like a nice run in, so I'm nice and calm and stuff. Running a little bit behind. Got the run in, came back, was having equipment issues, was trying to get like this outfit set up for the podcast. And I'm like sweating so hard. So I literally have paper towels right next to me because <laughs> I like ran out of the shower and I'm like trying to get ready. And I'm like, I did not budget enough time for this. So, but we're here and it's all good. So the realest question is how much water did you drink? You know, there's probably gonna be like one bathroom break in this but i did drink some water after the run just because you gotta stay like hydrated in the right, morning right. but um we'll, we'll try to get through about it but uh yeah how have you been you're are you back from um your trip um no i'm not back yet um i'm still in europe but mm -hmm. i've been good um basically just you know um eating good food walking a lot because that's what i like about you know like at least like where i live like you can walk everywhere. So that's really nice. Um, but yeah, I I think I'll be back soon, probably like the next episode that we are recording. I'll probably be back home. Nice. But it's been good. Okay. It's been nice. That's good. Have we told the audience um, where you are yet? I don't know um, if you want to like share that or anything. But... Yeah, well, like I'm currently the Canary Islands. That That is where I'm from. Um, you know, my mom lives here, so I try to come at least once a year or so to, you know, um, get to see her and stuff. So that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> nice. Is it just like family hangout stuff? Or are you also kind of doing like any fun, like outside the usual plans? Um. So, yeah, like during this period, we have carnivals. So um, we're doing a lot of that, you know, like dressing up. And I told you about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're telling me about that. I don't remember if it was on the podcast or just like us talking privately. But you sent me like some, I think you showed me a video from it. I'm like, that looks like pretty fun and cool. Everyone's like having a great time. Yeah, it's basically like a big party outside <laughs> in the streets. Um, mm -hmm. And they have a lot of like, I don't know how you call that, like decorated cards uh yeah those like floats a parade yeah like floats right and um everyone has a theme they play different music um so like you kind of follow the flow that you like 
the music from, right? So um, you have a lot to choose. Um, and that's still going on. Like, it goes on for, like, a month, month and a half. So it's, like, a lot. Um, they, they love carnivals in here. It's a huge thing. Is it like, is it there, you said it goes on for a month. That's like a pretty long time. Is it something where there's like one day that's like super big and it's just kind of like festivities or is it like pretty like spread out? Because I've never like done like a carnival, but like it seems really like a good time. Yeah, like it's spread out actually. So for example, like I know that some people go to the island next to us that is called Tenerife and they do the carnivals over there. And then they come here and like every weekend there's a carnival in a different town. So yeah, it's like, it's kind of spread out, but at the same time, like for example, like the big day for um, Las Palmas de Gran Canaria, that is where I'm, where I'm from. Right. Um, that happened two weekends ago. Right. Um, this weekend they have the South that is kind of where more touristic people come. And apparently it's like, I've never been, but like, it's really fun. Um, and they have the same, you know, theme where they have like the floats and uh, there's way more people, right? Because there's people from everywhere in the world that come um, to the Canary Islands for that. So I don't know, I'm excited. I'm going as a, I don't know how you call it, um, but in Spanish is also amoroso. So let me see if I can translate it to English let me see um loving bear no i don't think loving bear makes sense right have you seen those teddy bears that are like from different colors oh the care bears yes care what bear. you're going as a care bear yes oh that's so fun well, you have to show me a picture of that yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's like okay. a great idea it's it's gonna be funny yeah <laughs> do you I have, have like Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, you go first. Oh, I was just going to say that, like, I have, like, a fan because it's really um hot uh-huh. over there. So, like, I'm going to have this, like, I'm, go I'm going as the purple one, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, that. Yeah. What's your plans? What do you have for this weekend? So, I'm in Austin, as the audience may or may not know. So, we have, like, South by right now, but uh, it's also in St. Patty's Day, so um montana my girlfriend there's like some south by events her and her friends are planning on going to um so i'll probably like tag along for that after work but i have like an irish pub like right near my apartment so for saint patty's day i'm just like i kind of don't want to pass that opportunity up at some point this evening but also i tried to go last year and it was like so wow. packed it took forever to get in yeah so we'll we'll see what's going on i'll probably go downtown they have some like south by southwest events where we'll probably like bar hop a bit but uh yeah it should be a good evening after work and stuff is Do that you... like your outfit for work or are you going to go out like that too i'll take this off after work or after like this uh <laughs> call because it is a bit much but i <laughs> So Montana's probably going to, like, leave before me in terms of this stuff. So I'm going to get a read from her in terms of, like... What she's wearing. The, just in terms of what people, like, are wearing for St. Patty's Day. Like, if it's a bit on the fun side like this, I'll probably, like, come rolling through the outfit. But if everyone's just normal clothes, I'll change so I'm not, like, too out there. But <laughs> this is essentially... without Without this, like, sweatshirt that I'm using as whatever right now Garf? i guess i don't know 
I have to find a picture and maybe I'll like post it on, I don't know, one of like our socials or something. But this is essentially like with the sunglasses. It's very close to like my Austin City Limits outfit I wore <laughs> to the music festival like two years ago. So I was like, oh, I should do something fun for the podcast for St. Patty's Day. Um, what should I wear? I'm like, my ACL outfit's like close enough. <laughs> I just add a little bit extra green to it and we'll have some fun with it. Right. I'm I'm like questioning the, the sunglasses though, because they're not they're, the same. Yeah, they're fun, but I really can't see through them, which is why I keep <laughs> taking them off. So I'm like bouncing between the aesthetic and trying to be able to like function right now. Right. Do they have St. Patty's Day in the Canary Islands or is that like not a thing? It's not a thing at all. That's the thing that's like kind of funny about the U.S. is how we just adopt a lot of like holidays and things that are like out. I don't know. It just kind of like goes back to the whole like mixing pot thing. There's a lot of different like cultural things that we celebrate. It's like I'm not even Irish or anything like that. I just like having fun with it. I think it's cool. I mean, like, for example, even like Cinco de Mayo, like even though apparently it's not their Independence Day, right? (laughs) Mm-hmm. but uh that's something that i heard of in the u.s too like it's not a thing that you know you hear in here so i don't know yes yeah, yeah cinco de mayo is like that's a u.s thing more so than yeah. is it is it mexico yeah it's mexico okay. but but it's not mexico's independence day i'm pretty sure so it's like i'm, I'm now confused as of like what is the origin you know <laughs> the u.s just wants to party yeah u.s just wants to drink and party and have yeah specials that day I don't know but yeah it's interesting (laughs) but I do like for example like when I was living in Denver I know that every I don't know like for example in Colombia their Independence Day is July 20th um so like they will always have festivals and stuff like that that I think that you know in other countries that's not really seen that much so I do like that about the U.S. you know they're very like culture oriented in like big cities where they have like a melting pot basically you know mm-hmm. so that's fun yeah do you have any good uh saint patty's day like memories or stories because i spent my college years in boston and like boston has a huge irish community so saint patty's day was like always a really fun thing where everyone would like go down to the city from like the surrounding areas of boston and just a lot of green and beer and guinness and everyone having a good time and stuff yeah I feel like maybe once I went to out during that day um in college but honestly I don't I don't remember much of like if I what I did like special or anything to be honest like I know Cinco de Mayo was way bigger for us um in Tallahassee but some party I think probably we went to a brewery or something it wasn't very you know out of the ordinary maybe dressed of like green that honestly is not my favorite color but <laughs> green is my favorite color oh, really? <laughs> that's why i like it it's a beautiful color it Thank looks you. really look good on, on me. you <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can pull it off <laughs> yeah Ooh. so time to get I back mean. into more serious topics back to the road to product management yeah because i remember today i have a a, a meeting at 11 okay. so yeah. oh so we have like less than half an hour basically yeah it might be okay. like a short episode today yeah. we can probably 
Yeah, because there's a couple more topics, at least like in the terms of solution engineering stuff that we haven't finished. Yeah, so maybe we can like finish that up and with the time left, like leave it right at the interview process. That'd probably work out, but we can see where it goes. Yeah, the interview process for product management, right? Yeah, take off your glasses. This is some serious stuff. I know, we're getting to the serious (laughs) talk now. Now we're going professional mode. So we got to talk about our careers. And I gotta, I'm slowly starting to sweat less, which is making me happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, is there any, so I have like a couple topics that I like wrote down just in terms of some last things to hit from our time in uh, solution so, engineering. Is there anything that like strikes you first in terms of like things that come to mind? Honestly, I don't even remember where we left off, to be honest. I think we spoke mm-hmm. about authenticity and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, you you can start and then probably my brain will start working. <laughs> yeah. So I checked to the end of the last episode this morning and we basically ended right off talking about the whole like authenticity talk. Um, the K, like what we've learned from K Malcolm about that and also just uh how she was like a mentor for Sangita. it'd be great to have her on the podcast in the future and we kind of like talked about our beginning of the solution engineering stuff um too so i think one of the big things that stick stuck out to me in terms of like topics left of this is were there any did we talk about this already like any like projects that really stuck out to you that you enjoyed during your time as solution engineering that kind of highlighted the experience or just like resonated with you um I feel like every time we worked in a live lab that was very useful and important because the first project that I had during like building a live lab and stuff like that I got to see something I think it was for DMS that I don't remember what what it stands for. This is the bad part about knowing like acronyms. It's called mm-hmm. acronyms, right? <laughs> but, yeah, but like those not, abbreviations. Yeah, but then you forget exactly what it is. Downtime, migration. Are you talking about ZDM? CD? Zero downtime migration. Could it be? It could be. It could be. Yeah, I think it was some downtime migration service or something like that. Yeah, because I did some work with like zero downtime migration. And I created a live lab for that uh, when I, I was a solution we were engineer. A different one though, because we weren't in the same. Oh, because didn't um, because didn't they split us up into different teams or to like, hey, we're gonna go through. Yeah, because there's different types of. Yeah, we should like rewind for the audience in the second once we like get our bearings. Um, but there's like different kinds of migration methods. There's like the logic like there's logical versus something uh shoot logical offline there's offline migration there's online migration mm-hmm. there's logical because the so just to kind of like rewind a little for the audience um we did we were working on live labs when we we're on the solution engineering team and Live Labs is our platform for just hands-on demos and walkthroughs where customers are just interested users can basically like spin up um, resources in the Oracle Cloud and then using these hands-on 
self-walkthrough labs. You can just learn about our different technologies and we have free tier environments. So if you have like an Oracle cloud account that has resources in it, you can just use that. But if say you're someone who like wants to start playing with Oracle technology and either like you don't work for a company that has those resources or you're a student or something, or you just want to like beef up your skills. We do offer free cloud accounts where you can like spin up an autonomous database for free. And we have, I believe it's when you first create a free account, you have 30 days with like $300 in credits. So you can use that on like basically anything. But then after that, you still have access to always free resources, which basically includes like having an autonomous database you can always spin up and tinker with. So that's really helpful with combining with our live labs walkthrough platform, which mm -hmm. is, yeah, just like a way for you to be able to like learn about these technologies. We have these um, instructions that like copy and paste code, see what it does. It's basically just, like a step-by-step. -step. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's really useful. Like let's say for students, like if they have a demo that they want to present on and they have no idea, like I think Live Labs is a great place for you to start. Like even just for brain think, uh, brainstorming and stuff like that is very useful. And I know of people that have used Live Labs for any interview, like let's say that they have a technical interview, not with Oracle, but outside of Oracle, and they want to do, uh, they have to do a demo for their interview. They'll just go to Live Labs and pick a topic and walk through the Live Lab because it gives you an environment. Sometimes we even have like a sandbox environment that is the green button where you don't have to pay anything, um, mm -hmm. even though you might have to pay for the actual service. Um, during your demo or while you're testing it, you don't have to pay for anything and you get to do everything you, you need to do for that demo. So yeah, just to elaborate on the green button, a lot of the workshops, they either are like always free compatible, which just means you don't have to worry about it. It will work with, if you have an always free account, there's workshops where it's like, Hey, we're kind of going to some more sophisticated technology. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you do need a cloud account with like real resources to do that. But then like Ramu saying, you also have uh, workshops that we embedded an environment into. So all you have to do is create, like press the green button and it will provision the environment for you. So like you don't have to worry about like being in um, a cloud account that like you own with the proper resources. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So super yeah, to, <laughs> yeah. So to circle back down to the zero downtime migration and elaborate on that, basically... When we were solution engineers, uh, we were collaborating with the database PM org, specifically Kay Malcolm's team, who's um, a senior director of database product management, who we were like mentioning in the last episode. And we were helping them build new labs for our migration methods. And they split us up into different teams by people. The one that I was working on specifically was how to do a logical offline migration. But I think there's like four different types. Yeah, I feel like my team was using Golden Gate for that. Um, but basically, moral of the story, um, I really enjoyed it because first I was trying um, new technology and I was using documentation to come up with a live lab, right? With the steps and stuff. And 
not only that, but I got to test it and give feedback on it. So I think that's such an important part, like everyone in a team, like even if you're not like a product manager or anything like that, but you find something definitely like feedback is so important for you to like help your, you know, your organization, even if you're not in Oracle, but help your organization overall make the product better. And us as solution engineers, we had the chance to do that. And we always have the chance to do that, right? Like whenever we run into an issue, it's good for us to reach out to a PM or someone that's in charge of that product and give them feedback because that makes a really big impact. Because if you're running into it, we don't want our customers to run into it in the future. So um, I really enjoy that. And also working outside of like solution engineering, right? Because we were working with um, David Start, So he mm -hmm. works on the K-Malcolm. And at least we were building that network, right? Or for example, I love David Start for that because he was so patient with me, um, explaining me everything. I'm terrible in command line. Um, that's something that I'm working on. And he was so patient with me. So shout out to him if he ever hears this because uh, I was running into an, a lot of issues, but he was explaining a lot of things that, now I understand better and I am grateful to know because command line is very important people. Like sometimes I feel like non-technical people run away from it. But if you know the basics, it's very useful. Command line, like just not having an official tech background in terms of degrees, that was one of the scariest things to me because like whenever I thought of like command line, I thought of those like hacker movies where they're all just like smashing the keyboard, the command line's going crazy. And like, obviously like that's not how it works, but it is funny because I feel like um, it's both like one of the things that you kind of forget once you start learning and picking up these technical skills and you get comfortable with it is you kind of forget how scary it was not in terms of it's like difficulty but just like in a fear of the unknown kind of way so like that's like one of the big things with just kind of pushing yourself past like any mental barriers on like adopting tech where it's always it's never it's usually not as scary as it seems and everything makes like sense on the other side so it's just kind of most of it is like kind of pushing past that fear of the unknown barrier and once you do that and you're like, okay, baby steps, we're not going to try to like figure everything out at once. We're going to take this one step at a time and make sure we like build some solid fundamentals here. That's like basically most of the process for figuring stuff out. Yeah. I, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. At least for me. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this ever like affected you, but when I started looking into tech, something that was a struggle to me was like not seeing something physically, you know, mm -hmm. like, like, for example, like whenever, when I took my Java class, right. Um, my biggest struggle was to like, yes, I was writing a line. Right. And sometimes like, you know, you get to put inputs and outputs and see results with your outputs. Right. But it's not the same as like, for example, I don't know if you're cooking, right. And you're seeing the process and you're like, visual like visually seeing something compared to when you're mm -hmm. like looking at code or doing command line you know like you're so used to for example like uh dragging and dropping 
a, a folder somewhere, right? And you see it move, right? But in command line, for example, like, yes, you might see it move, but it's just so different, you know? So that's something that I struggled with, like technology for a very long time, you know, until that's why I like the cloud a lot because you're, it's more visual, you know, you, you're actually dragging and dropping stuff. You're, I don't know. It's just so different. It's nice having an option. Like, I think the way I learn quickest is when I have access to environments where I have both those options where you can both do the commands in the command line. Mm -hmm. But also it's like you have that UI option just to kind of, I don't know, maybe like training. I don't like the word training wheels because it infers that one's inferior to the other. But you know what I'm getting at where in terms mm -hmm. of it's it was something I was more comfortable with because I fully know what you're talking about with that. And I just um wrote and published like an article on APIs this week, like mm -hmm. application programming interfaces. And like I mentioned the article how just like we're saying now, like this was a topic that when we were learning about it in solution engineering, it was really hard for me to wrap my brain around at first, just because I was having a hard time visualizing it mm -hmm. in terms of like, I feel like especially when you have something like APIs, where there's a lot of surrounding concepts that you're not going to really understand APIs that well, unless you at least kind of touch like, on all yeah. the things around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was one that was hard because once you learn about it, you're like, okay, I can visualize this in my mind. But like, it is hard, like when you first start out with some of this stuff to do that, especially when it is more of like, I mean, with APIs, we have Oracle REST data services, which does give a visual interface for building them. But at least the concept at first was like hard because I didn't really have um, a visual I can look to. Right. Like, okay. So for example, um, you know, like I, I'm a product manager for spatial and graph. I don't know if I've said that before, but, um, we have like two ways of like doing an analysis in our data, right? Like, for example, if you want to do spatial analysis, you can go through SQL developer and just use geocoding, right? That is very similar to, to SQL, right? But well, not only geocoding, like geospatial um, coding, right? Um, and for, through SQL, you're not able to see it visually, right? But then if you go to Spatial Studio, you're able to see everything visually, right? Like you can get your spatial analysis, drag and drop it into the map, and you get your results, right? So I was struggling, like, of course, I do get, you know, a result saying these are your results for that spatial analysis, right? But it's not the same as doing it visually, you know? So I don't know. I would always struggle with that at the beginning, and I think I still do. But I feel like that's part of me not coming from a technical background, you know, not being able to understand that in, in the background, of course, there's things happening, but you need to switch your mentality to not always seeing exactly what's happening, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That's my struggle. <laughs> Are there any, uh, as we get like closer to wrapping up the solution engineering time, mm -hmm. are there any things from your time in solution engineering that you regret or wish you did differently? Um, honestly, no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be like the type of person that says I don't regret anything, uh -huh. but I feel like, um, 
I had a really good experience overall, you know, like I don't regret anything. I even like the fact that I had Frank and Sangeeta as my managers because like I, I, I like learned so much from, for example, I already told you like Frank, you know, like being able to talk to him about um, questions, getting ready for presentations and stuff like that. And he was always like wise with things. Um, Sangeeta, same thing. Um, I feel like Sangeeta and I, we had more of a connection of like women empowerment, you know, mm-hmm. um, because she did definitely change the way I thought about things, um, especially coming from like a first generation, you know, college um, student and in my family and everything. Like she basically told me, you know, don't be scared of asking because like sometimes you have this like thought of like, oh, I don't want to ask to not bother anyone, you know, like she was always like, ask, ask, ask for this, you're in your right, like, it's okay, you know, Uh, the worst that can happen is a no one, that's it, right? So I think that was like a very important like lesson that I learned. Um, So overall, I feel like I said yes to almost every opportunity that was given to me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think uh, that's also like a very positive thing to do if you have the time, right? um you should definitely say yes because you never know right like you might need someone that's gonna help you in the future or that you're going to learn from right in the future or you might just gain some experience on something that you didn't know how to do or you're helping someone in general right so like if you have the time and you're not like overbooking yourself I would say yes to opportunities in general so yeah what about you and I'm sure we'll get I'm sure we'll get like into that in the interview process next episode, but like just to kind of like reinforce what Ramu just said that like, because I was basically the same way and just said yes to everything. I'm like, I don't even fully understand what you're asking, but sure. I'll figure it out. It's like, that's what led to at least me getting the PM position because just having such a diverse set of projects and things that you worked on both attached to your core KPIs, like what you're evaluated on performance wise, and also the things that weren't it's like, that's kind of how you get your portfolio of stuff that you look to that when it's time to look for your next job or position or promotion, that's when you like kind of take out your binder of like, okay, like, what have I done the past year? I did this, this, and this. Well, what themes, what skills can I draw out of those experiences and just show the narrative of how I'll be successful in whatever it is next step of my career? So like, I yeah, definitely fully agree with that. I think I'm kind of the same way where it's like, I don't like to look at things with regrets because even when I mess up, it's like, I'm always just kind of like, eh, it's a learning experience. Like I got better and that hurt a little bit, but like, you know what, because it hurt, I'll learn a lesson from it. Exactly. The one thing that I like, yeah, like the one thing that like I do kind of wish I took more advantage of though, was getting to know Brian, our VP, where he was like such a great guy and he seemed like he had like a lot of wisdom and experience and we had a chance to talk to him a couple times, but just because we were like so early in our career, like at least for myself, the opportunities I did have to talk to him. I was like really intimidated to him because I'm like, here's my like, here's my first like tech VP. I don't want to say or do anything stupid. So you kind of play it safe. But and I feel like the me of now would try to be a bit more put myself out there with someone like him. 
mm-hmm. which is kind of like in the moment, I'm just like, ah, like intimidated kind of thing. But looking back on it, I'm like, he would have been someone who would be really good to kind of pick his brain on some stuff and like some wisdom there. So I think like that's the one that comes to mind for me. Right. Yeah. I think it was also like, I don't know when you had the chances to talk to him, but like when we all had the chance to talk to him, it was a little intimidating to do it as a group, you know, when we mm-hmm. had one-on-ones with like even Mark, you know? Um, so I don't know, like it, it is, I don't know. It's intimidating overall, you know, yeah. but yeah, networking with them would have been like a good thing to do. Um, but just, commenting on like what you just said of like sometimes I didn't know what I was doing but I was still sign up for it you know mm-hmm. that that's such a great mentality because sometimes you are so intimidated because you're like what what is this what am I signing up to you know or like sometimes you might just think like you know um I don't know what I'm doing so I'm not going to sign up for this because um I'm just going to mess up you know or I'm just going to be like I don't know, a burden, you know, to be asking them all the time, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? But that is so important. Like, it doesn't matter if you don't know how to do it, like you'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, So don't say no to opportunities. I think, I think personally. One of my favorite lines is by uh, Richard Branson. He's that like billionaire dude who likes to have fun. And he, he like owns the Virgin group, which is like, Virgin Galactic, Virgin Airlines, Virgin Music, all that stuff. And he has this line that's like, screw it, just like, screw it, let's do it. And I really like that because, and I, I read his biography and it's one of my favorite books. And the whole thing about that isn't like, don't take dumb risks or thing that things that can like screw you over. Right. But look at situations as what's the downside? What's the worst that can possibly happen? And if that's something that's an acceptable outcome, just be like, screw it, let's do it then kind of if this is going to be something that has very high potential upside, and the downsides limited, those are the kind of things that you want to throw yourself at, just because that's how you grow as a person. Because if you are just constantly only doing the things you're comfortable with, you're not going to be able to push yourself because you aren't pushing yourself like by growing you have to kind of step into that like area of like the uncertain the unknown and all of that so that's just like something i've always tried to kind of like hold myself to especially when i'm feeling uncomfortable about like i don't know about this like i don't really kind of get it uh what if i mess up blah 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 that kind of thing yeah and i feel like even in the future like for example my perspective is like Right now is the time for me to try everything I can, you know, just to figure out what I like, what I don't like, what I'm good at, you know, and then be able to be like, you know what, if an opportunity comes to me, I might not be as good of a fit to you, you know, like, I'll let you know beforehand, but then I decide whether I want to do it or not, you know, in the future. But right now, I'm, I'm just trying to understand what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And opportunities like that are just, like, the best way for you to, like, grow and know what you want yeah. in the future. And especially when you're young, it's, like, that's something where you really want to grasp onto that concept as early as possible. Because for most people, I mean, everyone's situation's different. Mm-hmm. But for the large majority of people, your 20s is your time where it's, like, you don't have responsibilities. It's like, I want to have, like, a family and kids and stuff one day. It's, like. I'm going to be less risky 
when I have mouths I have to feed and my decisions aren't just about like taking care of myself and making sure my girlfriend doesn't get angry about me. It's like, no, like stuff gets serious. So it's like use time when in your twenties, when it's like you have that flexibility, you can run lightweight. Like you have that fluid ability to kind of experiment because that's not something you'll have your whole life. And exactly. Yeah. But um, well, I know you, yeah, yeah, I get going. So yeah, next no, week we'll I, I get back to one oh. more thing. Okay. And is that I do have a mouth to feed and that's my dog. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, um, yes, mm-hmm. we'll have to, you know, say bye for now, but next episode, maybe we should talk to Sankita to see if she's like willing to come in. Oh, that could be good as like before we finish up the solution engineering series, we get Sangita on. Yeah, just to kind of that would be a good capstone. I like the idea. Let's reach out yeah. to her about it. All right. Sangita, if you're listening, you'll hear from us. <laughs> exactly. All righty. Thank you. Yeah, see everyone uh next week. All righty. <laughs>